Welcome everybody to the Run the Show podcast. Here, right in front of me. Welcome we, everybody. Yeah, hope you guys are all doing well. It's been a little bit of time, Christian. A little bit, a little bit. I think yeah. uh, this is, in fact, the first cast of uh, 2019. That's right. So I hope it's been treating uh, everybody well exactly. since uh, since uh, the last time we spoke to you. So yeah. So, um, and that's the thing is, you know, as I think we said a couple times on here, outside of the podcast, we do have jobs yes so, that's right and, in fact uh, in fact i'm gonna call him out uh mr travis wolf just got uh promoted to, to vp <laughs> no. he's, a, he's a baller over there at uh apa so thank you um, man but yeah but, um, stuff. I, I think probably for you as well i mean quarter one is usually really crazy yeah not, not so much with events at play but getting stuff set in line for mm-hmm. you know the rest of the year even some into next year but quarter one all those companies get their budgets thus reach out to you guys and yep. thus i'm throwing avails out left and right <laughs> right in fact this year has a weird little interesting twist to it because for the most part you're exactly right quarter one is they know what money they have they want to see what's out there in the sandbox mm-hmm. and oftentimes it doesn't come with offers it doesn't come yeah. with the the actual next steps it's like q1 is just let's let's create ideas yep. what's out there what can we afford but more recently I have to say I'm grateful for it, but it has changed the way I work <laughs> in January, February, March, is that I have more um, offers out than I've had in the past. Ah, yeah. More uh, people willing to commit quickly, yeah. which is a good sign. Very good. Yeah. Always great to have that, especially when, you know, uh, on the agency side of things, we're sitting there looking at summers filling up for, you know, regular hard ticket shows and touring. Yeah. And so... I'm glad to hear that you're getting that, and I would encourage a lot everybody out there listening. If you are a buyer, you know, definitely try and get your clients to to jump when they can on something, and not not wait around because yeah, it's I mean, it starts filling up yeah. very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I have a um, I have an event in August that um, they had two headliners they wanted, both went away within the span of two weeks yeah. for that exact date. Yeah. And just to give everybody an idea from an agency perspective, I mean, a major act touring wise, I don't mm-hmm. rep Beck, but like say someone like a Beck or, you know, a, a major act that's doing arenas or uh, uh, amphitheaters during the summer, those kind of tours, those things are getting routed um, typically like October of the year before. Like yeah. they're, they're starting to work on those really early. So by the time you get to January, February, there's a, there's a pretty good amount of, um, you know, traction or, or, or uh, what we call it, track laid, I guess, essentially on a routed tour. So that's a good thing to bring up. But um, other things just to, to talk about, too, is uh, we still got our emails. Um, heck, even just email us personally if you want to. But we, we'd love to hear from you guys as far as content. We're coming today. We had one thing that everybody, it seems to be like, has been talking about in yeah. our world. So it gives us a great reason to get together and talk and gives us a great, a great little outline and talking point. So if you have anything, you know, give us feedback. Um, Christian, what's the email address? Run a show podcast at gmail.com. Yep. So hit that one up, or like I said, just even email us personally if you got our emails. And uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to get some uh, topics that you want us to discuss, too. So today, though, yeah. I, we're a little late to the party. I think this was uh, this this probably about rounds. a month ago, maybe a yeah, couple weeks about ago. about a month but... ago, but still feels relevant because it deals so much in our world, in our space. But we were wanting to talk about the Firefest documentaries the fire the fire app uh billy mcfarland in general mm-hmm. and just kind of go go around and, and talk about it a little bit because um as i just mentioned to to christian it's it's this is not 
it, you know, I think this is the first time a big documentary has been made on something like this. Um, but this is not the first go around of someone that that has kind of conned people out of money to try and put a festival together. Oh, for sure. Um, or just in general in the music industry, I feel like we run into it often. So you know. yeah, I um, so I I have a bunch to talk about with this. Is that um, it seems like this kind of concept, and I'm talking more along the lines of like the fire app. Mm-hmm. Shows its ugly face um, ar- around my parts, yep. you know, every couple of years. Yeah. Because for some reason, and I don't really get this, but that there, um, be- there's this belief of like this um, magic trick yeah. of the industry, right? Is that like, oh, we can get you the best deal with the best artist. And yeah. um, if you use us, we're going to like somehow, you know, to bring up Beck again. Somehow Beck's rate is wildly negotiable for mm-hmm. the kind of event um, you want him to do. You know, in a corporate setting, in our world, sure, there might be some wiggle room here or there, but because, but not by much, Yeah. in all honesty. But when these apps show up or these kinds of people who are like, we want to uh, connect wealthy people <laughs> to getting the best kind of artist, blah, 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 and We've had a couple of people come into our, our office and pitch a similar kind of thing yeah. where they're folding in like, oh, if you want to rent a Lamborghini for a day or if you want to have, uh, I don't know, you know, like Beck play your birthday party. You know, like the, the thing about it is that if you have the money to spend for that type of artist to show up at your situation, you more than likely know someone like myself yeah. who can help you work that problem out. Yeah. Right. And, and, so and also, you have the money to spend to make sure it's done professionally and right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it seems like it's like thinking that it's solving a problem that is so, in my opinion, so niche and so minute in the grand schemes of like what probably a wealthy person wants to spend. You know, like we do a tremendous amount of corporate business and we only do a handful of private events a year. Um, they come to us for a reason, and it's not just to book the artist. It is to handle everything after the fact. Like yeah. That is actually where we probably spend the most time and money on our own side of things is to secure in advance and handle everything post-contract. Yeah. Um, and so the idea that this, I'm going to call him a shyster, the shyster thought that like, oh, we create this app, and it'll be like a big business revenue kind of thing. And I just don't... like. I've not seen yeah. a need for this in the marketplace. No. Yeah. I mean, everything is going, or, I mean, there's there's a lot of automation that's happening and yeah. different things of that nature, but our, our world is kind of unique. I don't <laughs> think you can really automate our world right. per se, because I will say just honestly, I mean, yes, my job as an agent is to try and get my artists paid and paid well and paid fair, but I also am not going to put my artist into a situation that is going to cause that artist to question my work right. and my in you know yeah. in my um uh, in my decision making because then if that comes into question then that artist may leave and then I lose future business with that artist. Exactly. So when I go into dates and when I'm talking to people um I am always vetting folks and trying to find out if they know what they're doing. Um, especially if it's not a company that I haven't worked with or whatever, or, or just a random person that's throwing a party. I always will try and see if I can bring in a producer mm-hmm. that, that I know would do a good job, et cetera, et cetera. Because, again, 
I'm there to protect the artist. Um, and these different sites and these different things, uh, they are not there for that. And they, they claim, yeah, they're working for the buyer, but they're, re they're really not either because they're not claiming that they're going to yep. help with production and help with logistics on site and things of that nature. So they're leaving, they're, they're leaving these buyers in the middle, like, here you go, deal with it, have fun, good luck, enjoy your yeah. event. You know, we got you such and such act, but it's yours now to figure out how to do it. Yeah. So, um, it's just a, it's just a mess. And, um, yeah, I, 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 it's funny after this, these documentaries that it, it has been kind of a topic of conversation, the app, especially and sure. now the icon thing and all those kind of things. And again, in our worlds and uh, you know, my world as an agent and your world as a producer and the people listening, these, these aren't good things for anybody in a sense, because it takes out the, um, the uniqueness of our worlds and how we can protect everybody buyer and artist included you know and, and make sure the event runs smoothly and properly so right exactly it's just just because you have the money doesn't mean that you have the wherewithal and yeah. the know-how and these these apps and these uh willingness to take your money and run mm -hmm. um all it does is sort of jeopardize you know like uh you know i've been doing this for a, a you know, seven or eight years in terms of my particular role over here. Uh, but there's still plenty of handfuls of agents who I've never worked with. Mm -hmm. And then I have to then e eventually assert myself mm -hmm. as being an authority and a trustworthy partner in this process. And when you sort of, you know, it's the, uh, you know, these are a couple bad apples that, you know, spoil the bunch. Like this is what happens where then I go through and I've, I've seen it, actually, in, in the last week. It, it wasn't about a level of distrust for me, but um, they stepped up their vetting process game to a place where, like, I rolled my eyes because I'm like, come on, like, I'm, I'm better than this. <laughs> and, like, I am, but, the, you know, I don't blame some an agent for having to be like, wait a second, I've just never worked with you before. We just, like, this is a little bit fishy of a request yeah. Can you just walk me through it one more time? And I get that. And the, the reason is, like, there's things like this out there that sort of really kind of ruin the, the thing. And we get, they get close enough to the, the confirmation of the deal, these, these bad apps, mm -hmm. um, that it um, then becomes something where the vetting process takes longer and longer yeah. and longer. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I tell people often, uh, especially when I'm talking to somebody that, a, a producer I know that's maybe n not worked with someone and they're mm -hmm. vetting these people out as well. I tell them all the time, you know, let me, let me help you. Like, tell me how I can help. Right. It, you know, a lot of times as a producer, I, I get it. You probably don't want to ask some of these uncomfortable questions because you want to get the date and you want to get the deal. And there, there is a likely a chance that everything could go great and there's no issues, but there's always that chance that it could not. Um, and so I tell people that, you know, like, listen, if, if you if you want me to ask these tough questions um, so you can kind of be like, oh, that, that, that agent, he's just, you know, he's just a pain or whatever. But if if that helps you and helps us in general to to make sure and vet someone properly and secure that they know what they're doing or they have the funding or they they you know have everything that we need to in place, um, then by all means, like we do it. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you are as a buyer and you don't know if this person has you know, the finances in place or whatever, let me you know have me send an email and say like it has to be this way or not or whatever. Like, 
bring bring me into it. I, I'm fine that that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just um, it's tricky. You know what I saw overall with that the the documentaries itself, and it it goes into something like many of us, you and I included. It, it like there's a lot of times where we will get in over our heads, or we right. have in life and yeah. business or whatever. We've gotten in over our heads. I think normal, common, and, and regular people, when that happens, they try not to involve others. Yes. You know, the thing with the, the what I saw in that documentary was just like, th- this guy was way in over his head. Oh, yeah. He knew it, but he didn't care who he, he burned along the way in the process of it. A normal person, if that happens, usually they kind of try and save others from that mess and just say, this is me. I'm going to go, it's going to, I'm in over my head, but I'm not going to put this on you or involve you in this as well too. And yeah, I think overall though, that's what I I took from that documentary. It was like, this is, you know, this is what, this is that line that con men basically cross. It's where if something, they, they take something so far that then, they are okay hurting others in that process of it. Yeah, and it's um, you know they're he's uh, dumping buckets out of uh, of you know dumping water buckets out of a, a sinking ship. Yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and it has no problem. No, no. throwing people overboard at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it is extremely fascinating from a from a human psyche's perspective yeah. that like when you look at that and obviously you know as you look at those those documentaries and you see the footage you know the outcome while they're like in the middle of the outcome mm-hmm. on the on yeah. the on the documentary but you're just thinking like he knew at every point in time that he did not know what he was doing here yeah, yeah exactly and like what could have been amazing is if he just stopped after that one sort of release publicity stunt kind of thing then it would have been considered a publicity stunt mm-hmm and but he chose to keep going yep. and going and going until igloos and cheese sandwiches and mm-hmm. just robbing people of their life savings, which yeah. is just so hard to think about, you know. Now it's I I feel so bad for those people who said like I'm, you know, like the the restaurant owner yeah. who's like I lost my life savings or some of the coworkers he had that says now that American Express are suing yeah. them because he used their credit card. Mm-hmm. Like how awful is that? Yeah. You know, that's so terrible. Yeah. And, you know, just the his unabashed just willingness to make people try to save him mm-hmm. is just so gross. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was it was pretty brutal in that sense. And then also, um, you know, it, the the culture that we're in now, too, and, and they talk about in the Hulu documentary or maybe it's the other one. I don't know. But the, the FOMO or the fear of missing right. out or whatever. But um it's just, uh, it's crazy. Like, okay, there, there can be some fear of missing out, but also let's keep logic and reason involved right. in stuff too, you know, to where it's like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the best way to put it, but it's, you know, that, that documentary and watching these people, um, that were promoting this too, you know, yeah. the marketing companies and things like they clearly knew that something was off the rails. Um, even if not completely invested, like once you know that you're, you know, someone's telling you to, uh, to screen people that are asking questions about flights or whatever, yes. y- you should kind of know that, that things aren't going something's great. Wrong. Something's yeah, wrong. Yeah, but uh, but but that was just ignored, and just everything was you know, you know this you know just kept rolling forward, just kept going downhill, you know, further and further. Um, and so, what responsibilities do these other people have involved in that too? 
Um, you know, and that's kind of where I go back to our world and our space as well is like, um, you know, what do, what responsibilities do we have as third party, different people? If we see something that's going, going south, like we, we need, we need to step in yeah. you know, when we can, because, um, you know, cause we can clearly tell it's going to hurt other people, but, um, none of that happened in this kind of thing. So. Yeah. It, it's, it's really interesting to watch people, um, sort of. Uh, ignore culpability or sort of admit that they tried to um, get around it. Like the the guy who was like the festival consultant oh, yeah. and the yoga instructor guy. Yeah. Like he had he had shown that it was like, this is going bad. We are going bad. He seemed to be the most honest about it yeah. because he was also like, I am also posting sh- stuff to Instagram that's making this look amazing. And I, like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing here? I mm-hmm. am like, feeding into this kind of culture and I am not, and I'm trying to do something about it, but like, did he do enough? Like, that's the big question. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, it's a, it's a very fine line you want because you do want to be excited about something new and and different, but, um, I don't know. You, you always have to kind of have a guard up, I think in that sense. And I, I'll say honestly, it's maybe you know working in our industry has definitely made me more cynical. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, it definitely has, and, and I don't like that about myself. But but it does. I do have a guard up a lot more uh, often than I used to. I think as well. I mean, you know, going back to the, you know, I, I look at that thing and I look at the artist and the and the acts on there, and I'm like, man, did did someone not raise a fuss when the deposits were coming in late? I know, or, right? Or not getting there? I don't I don't know. And you know. Uh, it's kind of weird because I think you don't want to, as the agency or or one or whoever, I, I, you don't want to be the one that upsets the app car or, or be the one that spoils the, the fun and the party. But sure. eventually, at some point, I think you gotta. Well, you gotta defend the thing that's most important to you, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, it, it was just nuts. And by the way, uh, for anyone out there listening, um, it, the, the the way to properly bet if you ever need it, money. It, yeah, <laughs> money answers everything. Yeah, right. If, if they don't, if they don't pay on time or scheduled the right way, or then there's big, excuses yeah. as to why not. Yeah, it, that's when your guard. That's when the spidey senses come out. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's the first. That's the first step to showing legitimacy. Is, yeah, is putting your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I'm thinking here too, like, you know, these kind of different things, these situations happen, these apps come along, all that kind of stuff. What, what are ways that we can, and this is kind of an on the spot question. Sure. We haven't really done, but what are ways that we can really kind of um, strengthen what we do or, or not, I hate to say fight against, cause you know, I'm okay. I'm, I'm cool with disruption as long yeah. as disruption is good for, for everybody involved with things. Um, and but how do we how do we kind of go with the, the with changing in times and uh, a culture that is very much um, you know connective you know connected to this mm-hmm. person or this artist or the you know I'm I'm just how do we go about those uh, those changes that occur with us? It's a really good question. Um, I think you know the the challenge here is that we're talking about um, sort of if you're going to call an artist a product. A very large and expensive product, and a very sort of delicate product, for lack of a better term. Yeah. So you can't draw the analogy to like buying your groceries on an app or yeah. picking up a lift and going somewhere because those are transactions that, at most, are like a hundred bucks, right? So, so what do you mean? Like, what is what? How can you disrupt our industry, make it easier for people to book something like? 
is it the challenge I, I think is like is what is the you got to find what is the difficult thing about our mm-hmm. transactional process yes. that um, needs to be reinvented. I think that's probably really that's what it is, it, right? Because yeah. it's like like who has the proper credit card to throw down a five hundred thousand yeah. dollar <laughs> guarantee for a talent to play at their birthday party, right? Is there is, is there enough of a marketplace for that? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is the what are the like touch points of our transaction that um, bother the end buyer? Yeah. And if I were to guess, it would probably be maybe sort of the um, the avail and quote process. Yeah. That might be it where if they had an a- immediate access to look at sort of a menu board of mm-hmm. on January 12th, uh, these artists are available and within like a proximity to my, to where I want them yeah. to perform. That could be something that I could see disrupting the industry. And then, you know, if it is an app, it triggers you to connect to a, um, preferred preferred middle buyer who can then negotiate the deal for you or something you know Mm -hmm. that's just my thought i think you're right i mean because that's uh, at nature that's what these apps are kind of doing it's it's that very first process of the avails and um and pricing structure um and what they don't have figured out yet is the follow-through after that so i think yeah if there's a way to figure out that side of things a very easy um, and trust me, I'm totally. If anyone wants to figure out a way to do avails a lot easier, I'm 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 game for yeah, it. Right? As many as I have to do during the day, uh, I'm good for it. But um, it's it's doing that, and then but with also a proper trustworthy follow through on the back end of things as right. well. Exactly. Um, yeah, because th- that's because yeah, we'll as an agent, we'll get a couple of people that are the, that just middle. You know, they don't do the production and they don't sure. do things of that nature, and. It's not great, but it's okay because we know those people. And I also know to ask the questions to make sure when I do get the offer that I get the production company that they, yep. that either they have hired or they've got, uh, that their client has hired. And, and, you know, it's okay. We can work through that process. It's when we don't have any of those things in place at all. Yep. That's when it gets really scary and, and crazy. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, we're <laughs> solving all the all the world. Someone problems, will eventually try to find it. Yeah, because I think the the thing it will always be is that our our industry looks sexy on the from the outside mm-hmm. looking in. Um, is it truly? You know, I mean, we've both been working in it for decades at this point, yeah. so it's like no. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, I can see why someone would want to find a way to get themselves into it for sure. Yeah, um, and maybe find you know every industry is getting disrupted in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. So ours is bound to at some point, too. Exactly. Yeah. And again, you know, my my point behind it is I'm fine with it as long as in that disruption that everyone is being looked after or cared for, being the, you know, meaning the artist, um, the buyers, and the, and the, and the people attending and, and different things of that nature. Like, I, I get that maybe there are some things that need to change within the agency process of, of all of it. Get that completely. Um but there is a reason why we are in place, and it's to protect those artists. Um, and that's what I always tell managers and, and different people of that nature with regards to corporate events. Like, you know, my job is is not only to try and get you guys work and, and get you paid, but 
good work yep. and good people to work with exactly and good events that then lead to more and more after that so um trying to find those different kind of things as well it's it, it, it's interesting we'll see it's, yeah we'll, if you haven't if, if you haven't seen those documentaries out there though i, I definitely suggest you check them out yeah, um, it's really good yeah like like chris just said like you you just you see very early on where the when the wheels start coming off and just how <laughs> far it, it will go yeah and just a, it's an amazing look at what people will do when they know they're in uh up Shit's creek yeah you know so. yeah exactly it's just it's nuts so well, cool. Well, um, everybody, thanks for listening. Yes, um, absolutely. We appreciate it. Again, uh, send us uh, ideas and content and what you want us to talk about. We'd love to hear it. Um, and, yeah, until next time, we'll, we'll see you. Cool. Thanks, everyone.